in that little motora is because we emphasize the tircha, the tremendous amelus that goes into the process of learning Torah. Anybody who uh, wants to understand what's the essence of the manhigus, of the leadership of Rabbi Revach in the broader Pico community and in his wonderful shul, understands that it begins with a deep amelus batora. We are all profoundly um, affected in a positive way by Rabbi Revach's tremendous uh, depth and wisdom and learning and his leadership and his down-to-earth nature. And uh, we are really tremendously uh, excited by having him here. And uh, without, without uh, further ado, it's a pleasure and honor to ask him to share with us so this much. Thank you for inviting me. Um, the, the famous Medrash tells us when Hashem came to give the Torah, so he went to all the nations and he asked them if they want to receive the Torah. And each nation said, you know, Maxiba, tell us what it says in the Torah. And Hashem told them something specifically difficult for that nation. And they said, you know, if that's what it says in the Torah, so we can't accept it. Finally, Hashem went to Klal Yisrael, and instead of saying Maxiba, Klal Yisrael said, Nasibishma, we'll take it, whatever it says. Ramatasyo was once here, and Ramatasyo said, What would Hashem have answered had Klal Yisrael asked Maxiba? What's the mitzvah that really, really challenges us? And Ramatasyo says, He thinks Hashem would have said, Lashon Hara. And he says, You can't ever speak something about somebody else. Are you willing to say you can do that? Or, Oh, that's, you know, that's not for us. That's too hard for us. So, but we didn't ask the question, and, and we just said, we'll take it as is. So, and of course, the Medrash is coming to, to praise us and contrast us with the Umas Olam and criticize the Umas Olam. But, but if, you, if you think about it, you know, the, the Umas Olam acted uh, wisely. You know, if I ask you, can you do something for me? So you say, you know, tell me what it is. I'd love to do something for you. Tell me what it is, and if I can do it, I'll do it. You know, the person who says, uh, whatever it is, I'm happy to help you. Call me any time. You know, that's always the guy you can least count on because you know, call me any time, you know, you're not, you're not available any time, so you're not really serious. So the Umar is saying, listen, we'll, we'll see. Tell us what it is and would love to do it if we could. And Claudius all seemed to act you know, rashly. I mean, you're willing to take it without knowing? How, how do you know that you can do it? Why would you accept something if you're not sure that, that you can do it. So Chazal give, give an explanation. And Chazal say that uh, Hashem said, when the Klal Yisrael said, Nasa Benishma, Hashem said, Mi gila lahem razeh shemalachi hashares mishtam shimbo. That uh, Klal Yisrael, who told Klal Yisrael this secret that uh, my angels use? Which means uh, Chazal said Klal Yisrael realized some, a secret and that allowed them to say Nasa Benishma. It was a secret really only known to angels but they figured it out and that allowed them to say Nasa Benishma. So I'd like to explain what is the secret that Klal Yisrael realized and why is that secret really pertains to angels. So I'll give uh, two explanations. Um, First explanation is probably the, the Pashat Pshat. Um, 
Klali, what did Klali Yisrael realize that the Umas Oilam didn't realize? Is Klali Yisrael realized when Hashem is giving us the Torah, He's not saying, here, take the Torah, do your best, and come back after 120 years, and I'll, I'll mark you how well you did and how poorly you did. But yeah, then, then it would be impossible to accept the Torah. But uh, Klali Yisrael Hashem is giving us the Torah, means He's there helping us and making us, wants us to succeed and helping us succeed. And that's what Chazal, of course, said that Habalitaher Misayin Oso, that if somebody just accepts that I'm going to do something, so he already gets help from, from the Yubayin Shalom. So we're not in it on our own, and we have to figure it out on our own. If we accept it, and we seriously commit to do it, we're going to get the Siyat Deshmaya, the ability to be able to, to do it. So that's not just accepting the Torah and ha- us having to figure it out for ourselves. That's, of course, what a malach is. A malach has uh, no ability at all until Hashem gives him a tzivoy to do something. So with the tzivoy of Hashem, with the commandment of Hashem, the malach gets the abilities to be able to follow through on the commandment. So by us accepting the Torah, Hashem is going to help us out and give us the siyata d'shmaya be able to accomplish it. Um, uh, a story once heard from about the Sierra of Solomon, um, I went to Gates of Yeshiva, and uh, they have the beginning of this man, there's Chavusa Tumul. Chavusa Tumul is there's, there's like 400 boys, and everybody has to find a Chavusa, and it's just like the free market. So the, the, you know, the better guys have an easy time finding Chavusa, and the people who are not as uh, talented have a harder time finding a, a Chavusa. And Matasyal uh, said that there was a one boy who wasn't especially so bright, and uh, he would have thought he'd have a hard time finding a chavusa, and he always got the best chavusas. And so it just like hit him. He's, he's wondering, like, how did that happen? He was always able to get the best chavusas. And he says at one time he walked by the payphones, and they had uh, payphones then, uh, and so you're able to hear other people's uh, conversations. And at some point in time, in the Chavusa tumult, he called his mother, and he told him, Mommy, you can stop davening right now. I got a Chavusa. So that's the, the Siyat HaDashmai. If we really, really want something, and we, we accept to do it, we'll get the, the help of the, of the Rebbe So That's the first explanation that the secret, which we realized, is that if we accept something sincerely and seriously, we'll get the help that we didn't know that we had and we'll be able to accomplish what, what we want to accomplish. We're not alone. And just like the Malachim, Hashem gives them the ability to do it. When He wants them to do something, He'll give us the ability uh, to. That's uh, the first uh, explanation. The second explanation, again, our question is, what's the secret? And how does that secret pertain to Malachim, to angels? So, famous Rashi in... in uh, Vayera tells us about, about angels, that an angel can't do two things. Hashem can only ask an angel to do one thing at a time. And if Hashem needs to do two things or three things, he's got to send three angels to do it. And, the, you know, the morale asks, why not? I mean, I, I can do two things. Uh, if I have to go shopping, you know, to Ralph's and to, and to Labrea, to, to whatever... Livonia, so I, I can do two things, even three things. 
So if a human being could do multiple things, and we all multitask, so an angel who's so much greater, why can't an angel do more than one thing at a time? Why is an angel limited when a human being has the ability to do that? So I'll read you the explanation of the morale. And the morale says, Pirish tam hadabar, she'inyan hamalach puashlichus. He says that the essence of the angel is the job which he has. And he says, Ulakach nikra malach lashon shlichus. That's why the name of the angel is called a messenger. It means that's what he is, the job that he has. The name of a malach we know, depending what his job is, that's what his name is. I can multitask because I can give 70% of my concentration to this, and 20% to that, and 10% to that, and that allows me to do multiple things. But as we know, when we multiple tasks, we don't do anything really, really well. A, a malach, his entire essence is put into the job that he's doing. His, his whole body and his whole whatever strength and abilities that he has is fully put into the job that he's committed to do. So there's no room left over for anything else. He can't leave over a little bit of his, of his brain that I have to do a second thing because then he's only putting 99% of his effort into that thing. It's all there. He's fully doing it. And therefore, he doesn't have room for, for, for any more. Uh, Rabbi Yeruchim explains, that's, that's the explanation of the rule that we have, that osig b'mitzvah, potem in a mitzvah. That if I'm involved in mitzvah one, I'm exempt from mitzvah two. And why? I mean, I can do two mitzvahs at one. Well, one thing, you know, I, I found an Aveda, and I'm picking it up, and I'm taking it to my car. As I take it to my car, a poor person comes and asks me for money, so I can say, no, I'm, I'm busy now with my mitzvah, I, can't, I don't have to respond and give you money. What's so hard? I'm holding the veda in this hand, and I'll put my hand into the pocket of this hand, and take out a dollar. Why can't I do both of the things at the same time? And he says, of course you could, but ideally, a mitzvah is done ideally, you don't have the ability to do anything else, because I'm putting 100% concentration into a mitzvah, there's no room left over for something else. That's how mitzvah should be done, ideally. It's not how we actually do it, but ideally that's the way, and therefore Hashem says, I'm never going to tell you you have to do two mitzvahs at the, at, at the, at the same time. I'll tell you a, a story. This happened with the, the Ravid Hazav. The Ravid Hazav was a uh, Dayan in the uh, time of the Vilna Gons. They were based in the Vilna at the time of the Vilna Gons. He must have been a pretty uh, great person. Um, so the Ravid Azab is friends with this uh, Polish prince. And uh, one day the Polish prince comes to visit him and he knocks on his door and there's no answer. So the prince happens to see through the window and he sees that the Ravid Azab is standing next to his uh, swarm shelves. He was davening Mincha. Okay, prince uh, doesn't care, Mincha, no Mincha. He goes back to the door and he starts banging at the door and uh, no response. So finally wants to show that he means business. He takes out his gun and shoots it into the air. Still, he doesn't uh, answer the door. Okay, he has no choice. So he waits for him to finish Mincha. He sees that the Ravid finishes Mincha and he comes knocking at the door. And the Ravid opens the door. Oh, Shalom Eichem, welcome. 
So he says, how can you not answer the door when I banged? And the Rebidah Sahib says, I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. So he, he turns to the Rebidah Sahib and he says like this. He says, I, 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 I understand that there could be such a thing that you're so concentrating on your davening that you can't hear anything else. He says, I, I believe that there's such a thing. But for someone to be doing that, he has to be swinging back and forth and shuffling back and forth and jumping up and down. And the Ravidazov, when he davened, he was still like a stick. Just no movement at all. There was no shuffling back and forth. That's the way he got some people daven like that. that just totally, totally not moving. So he says, I don't believe that you didn't hear me. I would believe it if I saw you really energetic into the davening. But like that... I don't believe that uh, I didn't, you didn't hear me. So the the Ravidazab says, uh, I'll tell you a marshal. And he says that there was a king who had, uh, let's say, 560 coins. And he wanted to make a box that the 560 coins fit exactly. There's not a drop more room and not a drop uh, less room. Exact, an exact fit. Okay, he has his carpenter come, his carpenter makes the box and they put them in the coin in one after the other. 559 fit, the last coin doesn't fit, they can't get it in. So he comes back to his carpenter and says, well, I asked for a box for 560, you made me a box for 559. And he says, the carpenter looks at the coins, and he says, here, let me show you something. Each coin is a little bit of dirt. I'll clean the coin. Each coin I'm gonna clean them, and then let's try again to fit the coin now the coins were clean. Each little bit of dirt added up. Now they're able to fit all 560 coins into the box. So Rebidazov said, you know, a person is limited. How much, he can, how much a person can do? Anything I do in one direction, he says, takes away from what I do in the other direction. If I'm involved in A, I'm less involved in B. If I'm shuffling back and forth, means that my concentration is a little bit less. I'm putting my entire body and effort into my concentration and therefore I'm not doing anything else. That's why I'm so focused because I'm not moving at all. That allows me to be so focused on, on David. Obviously uh, a great story, but uh, I'm saying obviously just a story of a great, great person, but that's the way a malach does a mitzvah and that's the way ideally we do a mitzvah. We have nothing of ourselves left other than putting it into the mitzvah. So Hashem comes to the nations and he asks them, will you accept the Torah? So what do the nations say? Let's see what it says. What the nations are saying is as follows. Listen, I am who I am. I am these, these, this is who I am. If the Torah fits in to who I am, I'm more than happy to accept it. I'd love to accept it. It's a beautiful thing. But if it doesn't fit into who I am, then I can't accept the Torah. You know, I'm me. I'm not going to become somebody else. I'm who I am. So the Torah has to fit in to who I am if you want me to accept it. You know, sometimes you ask somebody a favor, and the person says, you know, that's not me. I can't do it. Which means, you know, I'm who I am. I'm not going to become somebody else to do you a favor. And therefore, if it fits into who I am, I can do it. And if it doesn't, I can't change who I am. That's what the nations asked Hashem. Klal they said, you know what? Who are we? We're willing to become what the Torah wants us to be. If we're willing to become what the Torah wants us to be, then there is no limitations. 
The limitation is only if I'm saying there's a me, and this is who I am, I can't change that, then I have to decide if the Torah can fit into my lifestyle or not. But if I'm willing to become what the Torah wants me to be, so then, well, if, 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 if that's what the Torah asks, that's who I'll be, and then I'll be able to, to do it. Now, uh, Moshe Feinstein, when he once explained the concept of uh, Das Torah, which is a concept which is misunderstood, so he explained about himself, and he said, I never read newspapers, or maybe he said I never read a newspaper, I never read secular books. He says, the only thing I did in my life is learn Torah. That's it. I didn't do anything else. So my whole outlook on life is shaped by the Torah. So what, what, the, Torah, what the Torah says, that's the way I think. That's the way I see things. That's the way I, I view life. I'm shaped by nothing else other, other, other than the Torah. That's what a malach is. When a malach does, does to, accepts to do a mitzvah, then when a malach is mitzvah, there's nothing in the malach other than the mitzvah itself. That's what the maral says. The, ma- the malach is the essence of the mitzvah. He becomes what the mitzvah is. When we said Nasev and Ishma, we realize that's the secret of the malachim, that we can become what the Torah wants us to become, and therefore it won't be difficult to accept the Torah. It's only difficult if we want to remain who we are. Then it's difficult to accept the Torah. If we're willing to become what Hashem wants us to be, it's not going to, it's not going to be difficult. That's the, that's the secret which Chal uh, Yisrael realized when, 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 they, when, they, when they said Nasa Nishma, And that's part of, of Kabbalah Satayra on Shavuos, that uh, not just to learn more, which is of course important, what Kabbalah Satayra is is that we're willing to be shaped by the, by the thought process of the Torah, we're willing to be shaped by the mitzvahs and by the ideals of the Torah, that we're willing to become what the Torah wants us to become. And if we do that, we'll certainly have an easier time in, in fulfilling the mitzvahs.